Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. You'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome, and thanks for being here. How is everyone doing? I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving, spending time with family and friends, enjoying a great meal, reflecting on the things we're thankful for. I think as I got older, I, I learned to appreciate the holidays a little more, especially like Thanksgiving, just being able to get together with family. Always, always like the football aspect of uh, of, of Thanksgiving and, and sometimes Christmas and New Year's as well. Uh, I got a great episode today. Uh, I went to the Terrytown show on Saturday. I'll re- recap that show. Uh, and some of my pickups. Uh, but first, a part of the hobby you don't hear much about, or at least I don't hear it talked about that much. Um, Thanksgiving morning, like most of us, right, scrolling through our our Instagram and our Facebook and all kinds of whatever we scroll through. And uh, I see someone posted a, a couple of Hunger Games cards from 2012, uh, a Katniss and a PETA autographed card. So I started to do some research. I was like, wow. I mean, I, I first of all, I, I, I was a fan of the movie. And when I saw the cards, I'm like, wow, I'd never seen these cards before. So I just started doing some research. And I saw on eBay, you know, tons of these 2012 Hunger Games hobby boxes that were really selling pretty cheap. So the person who posted, I asked the poster, I said, did these autos come out of the these Walmart exclusive hobby boxes. And he said, yes. So I'm on eBay and I'm thinking maybe I'll buy a few of, uh, a few of these, these hobby boxes. Um, and then I get a DM from this person in Australia named Billy and said, no, that information that person gave you was wrong. Those cards only came with the original DVDs back in 2012, not inside the hobby boxes. So those the hobby boxes are just full of base cards. There, there's nothing special in any of those hobby boxes, probably hence the, the how cheap they are. So we chatted a little bit, and he started to tell me, uh, you know, that Walmart recently found 400 of these cards, the original Hunger Games autograph set. And, and we're giving them away this year to the first 400 people who ordered this five pin set at 10 p.m. on Thursday night, Thanksgiving night. That's when it started. So I took what he said and I started to do some research uh, and f- realized all this information he gave me was true. Um, so there was a max, they'd only let you order. The limit was two. So uh, at exactly 10 PM, I ordered uh, two sets. And then I know from, from I used to order a lot of wax through Walmart during the, uh, 
during the pandemic when you can only get it online. And I know Walmart is like an every 24 hour thing. So if you order something after midnight, you can order again. So at 12.01, I went back on and, and I was able to buy two more. So I was excited about that. And uh, by 1 a.m., they were sold out. So there was only 400 of these autograph cards. Uh, and I know the, the I know there's 10 cards in the set. So this, the set consists of 10 cards, but I wasn't able to find really any checklists or how many of each card are they evenly, how many were giving, given away with the DVDs because I'd never seen these cards. The first time I saw this card and I went looking on a couple, there was one other person that had one. There was one other person that had one on eBay. And I thought this would be a pretty cool set to 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 chase um i wasn't able to find any checklists um on anything you know as, as far as that was concerned um but there you know like i said there's some people selling some on on ebay it's a 10 card set um so you know what huge shout out to my new friend billy for taking the time to send me a DM and provide all this great information, you know, to someone he's never even met or talked to before. Um, that my friends is the reason I love this hobby, you know, so much. It's a simple kind. They're just simple kind gestures has opened up like a whole other collection lane for me, you know, possibly to go chase the set. Maybe not. I mean, it's just something that was just pretty rare. This movie just came out again. This new movie was just released. Uh, these things were sold out pretty quick. You know, there was only 400 of these cards. So, you know, my, my collector mind, and I've, I've talked about that many times, you know, if I think there might be an angle in collecting something, I'll, I'll go and buy it and, 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 and sit on it, but just appreciate this, this part of the hobby, right? This side of the hobby that, you know, people, here's a guy that it, my mind was blown. Like I, I, here I am telling like people are showing up, you know, for Thanksgiving dinner at the house. And I'm like, like, can you believe like, this guy right here is in Australia. He was messaging me, gave me this great information, and now I'm going to be buying some stuff. And like, just led me down. And they're kind of looking at me like, are you kidding me? I'm like, no, I'm serious. Like, this guy in, you know, just somewhere halfway or all the way on the other side of the world, right? And just, uh, you know, it's, it's just crazy. And that's, again, I said it. That's why I love the hobby so much. Uh, the Terrytown Show. Uh, I usually set up at this show, uh, but my connection with getting a table there, uh, he wasn't setting up. He didn't get any tables for this show, and I was okay um, just going down to walk the show and not setting up. I'm going to be setting up uh, next month in Hofstra at Hofstra uh, University, the Hofstra show. Uh, I think that's December 9th and 10th. So I thought, you know, hey, maybe this might be a good show to go maybe find some inventory to bring. Uh, to the next show because I sold a ton, ton of stuff at the Gillette show. So, um, you know, always, always trying to find some new inventory to put in the cases. Um, so I decided to take the drive down uh, despite the traffic. I'm always complaining about traffic. Traffic is one of my pet peeves. Like live here in Connecticut and it can't get anywhere without traffic. If we go towards Boston, if we go to go towards New York, 
any any direction you go. I think the only the, the only easiest way is if I was to leave here and go west. You know, it is probably the only you know actually I should say like northwest would be the only way where I wouldn't hit traffic because you know, if I have to go through anywhere through New York City that way, the traffic is just unbelievable. If you go the other way towards Boston, I talked about going to the Shriners show and taking three, four hours to get home from that show. And this was no different. You know, as per usual, it takes hour and 15 minutes to get from where I live to Terrytown. Um, kind of a smooth ride down, no issues. Getting, you know, getting home is two and a half to two hours and 40 minutes to get home. And it's just stop and go traffic all the way home. It's just it, no matter where I go, I, I have to, you know, factor that into my to my day. But anyways, I got there at 1230. Um, the show I set up at this show the last I just said that last couple of years. And there was two rooms. There were two rooms in the show, but this year there was just one room. There was a coin show going on in the other room. Uh, so this was just one room. Um, it was crowded. Uh, it was crowded when I arrived. So, you know, I did my best. I talk about I don't like the crowds at shows. I'd rather go when it's, uh, you know, when it's slow. I figure out that time to go slow. That's kind of why I showed up at 1230. I didn't know. I know his show started at 10. I didn't want to be the guy standing out, standing in line outside, you know, waiting to get in because um, that that that's as almost a pet peeve to me as sitting in traffic. Um, so, you know, I got there at 1230. It was crowded. Um, I walked the room like I usually do, just making notes of certain cards I may come back and make offers on, uh, making some mental notes on some of the tables that I just couldn't get to. Um, I saw a lot of new dealer faces in this room. Um, and I was looking for some regulars that, you know, I figured I'm just going to see down there. And I was thinking about, oh, yeah, I got to you know look for this person, that person. I showed up and there was a lot of people that weren't set up. And I saw, uh, you know, a lot of new faces there. So after I did my one lap in the room, um, I knew some of the tables I wanted to see and some of the cards I wanted to make some bids on. But I realized that the that the uh, the crowds were thinning out. Um, so by this time, it was about one thirty. Uh, so it was it was going to be easy for me to kind of work my way back across the room again uh, and being able to not only be able to see uh, you know everything in the cases, but just be able to have like one-on-one -on -one time with some of the dealers. So maybe I can make a deal. One of the things I did notice was the absence of some cards that are usually in abundance at shows like this. Um, I talked a few weeks ago about some of the cards I'm looking for, like the Brady, you know, the 2000 Brady Bowman Chromes, uh, Mahomes cards, the, the rookie, the rookie optic, the optic pinks, the XRCs, things like that. Didn't see many of those cards in the room. And one of the dealers that I know there, and I said, Hey, I'm like, where are all the Mahomes cards at? I know usually you're usually good for three or four in your case. And he said, Yeah, I left those at home. He said that it's just crazy how much the prices have come down on those. And like, a, you know, and he was saying to me, like a guy like Brady, he doesn't see like a reason for the prices to go back up. So he'd rather just just hold on to those cards than move them, which which I kind of understand. And that's kind of why I'm looking for them now. Do I think the prices are going to go up? No, they may come down a little bit more on that. But, you know, 
it, it some of these cards are cards that I just wanted to put into my my PC that were just too expensive that I just thought, you know what, I can't see putting that kind of money out on, you know, on a card to uh, kind of just take that money out of, out of my card, you know, my card hustle, right? Just, just take it out of there. I just, I, you know, up until this point, I was like, you know, I don't think I really want to do that. I think I'd rather, rather wait for a day when one, one or two or three of these cards present themselves at a very good price, or maybe in a trade deal or something like that. So I'm out looking for them, but who knows at what price point I would I would pull the trigger on, but in this case, I, I didn't have the opportunity to, because they were just absent. Didn't see many of those in the room. Uh, I know the comps are down on all cards. I mean, I know that I, I set up as a dealer. I'm on both sides of the table. Uh, and I, I understand that a couple things, one dealers are going to be leaving some of these cards at home or not putting them out in their cases. Um, or maybe holding them in case that there's a, you know, a trade or something they could, you know, it's something that, that they, they can pull out. Um, and two, some of the prices, right. Are, I, I mean, it's some of these guys just don't want to sell even the, the stuff that's in their cases, you know, that they've, they put the prices up on now. I did this with a couple of cards last weekend when I set up. I'm guilty of doing that, right? Uh, like a Mahomes XRC, my Mahomes, uh, the 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 lime green. So, on a couple cards that I do that with, they say that the comps are down, and I'm going to use the the Mahomes, uh, the 2017, the optic green, the optic lime. I'm going to use that as a for instance. You know, they say that the the you know the comps on this card, or I'm going to, I'm going to say 1300. I don't know exactly what it is, but I know it's right around there. Um, but if you are trying to buy that card now and you look all over social media, uh, you know, on eBay and, and PWCC, all these different places, right? You can't touch this card for under $2,000. You can't get it for anywhere under $2,000. So when I set up a Gillette, I put that card in there at $1,800, right? So yes, over the current comps, but it's still nobody's selling that card any cheaper. It's not that you can go out and buy it. Now, maybe maybe now, like I haven't looked in the last few days, maybe if I went and looked now, there may be one up there for sale, but it, it's a card that's pretty rare that comes up for sale. And I know that because I looked for that card for a couple of years tried to buy that card, tried to buy that card at shows and people were way overpriced, tried to buy it on online. People are way overpriced. And I ended up getting what I felt was a decent deal on the card, which, you know, would probably, you know, after shipping and fees and everything else, um, you know, I'm into it for more than what the current comp says, but I really feel a card like that until you can buy it for that, for, for what the comp price is at it right now. Um, I'm going to keep it that price in my case. Now I'm not, it's not all my cards, right? I just, I have a, a couple cards that I think, and, and more importantly, like if a bigger Mahomes were to show up, I wouldn't mind that. Now I would be interested in trading. Now we could be more at comps. If I was going to, you know, be moving into another card, if that other card was at comps as well. 
So I don't mind doing that either. But, you know, it's, it's you know, I've talked, I've talked about this many times. You know, you put two cards on the table if you're doing a trade and which one would you rather have more? And if it's yours, then don't make the deal, right? So a lot of times when trade opportunities do come up and I look at that card and I look at the card I'm, and I'm saying, nah, you know what? I think I'm all set. I think I'll hold on to this one that's a little bit more, you know, I'm not going to say rare, but scarce. Um because I think the pop count, I mean, the pop counts aren't huge on that card, but, um, you know, they're not, you know, super low either. Uh, I saw a ton of Josh Allen and Justin Herbert RPAs um, and kind of, you know, chatted with, you know, some of the dealers too. And I think they've come to the conclusion that, you know, selling these cards at the current comps are better than holding and and hoping for a miracle like you know as a dealer i understand this because you have to sell something if you're gonna go set up you have to sell something you have to you just can't set up and say oh i can't lose money on anything i mean you have to come to the conclusion on some cars especially when the market dips like this and you want to be active um either one you need to get start buying a bunch of cards right now so you can put them in your case and you're buying them at the current comps or below current comps and want to sell them there. But if you've got a bunch of other cards that you've you've been sitting on and the prices go down, you have to choose, pick and choose which cards are you going to put in your case and be okay at selling um, at the current comps or, or just below. And I think this Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, I think these guys are those guys that there there's probably no hope for either 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 of these two this season for, and no reason for their card values to go up unless one or both all of a sudden turn things around and i don't i think it may even be too late maybe the bills but i think it may be too late uh for the chargers i don't know i i just i just don't see it i don't see either either of those players you know starting to play so well that that their their card prices would go up and it's interesting because so many people going into last June, July, you know, that I really trust their opinion in the hobby that they've done very well, you know, somewhat prospecting on cards and things like that. And I've watched, I've watched what they're, you know, what they're buying. And I, you know, maybe not having discussions, but just watching what they're doing and I knowing and seeing what they're posting. And, you know, I watch people, especially with, with Justin Herbert, like so many people on the down low were were buying these RPAs and they're saying, oh, I'm getting them cheap. And the Chargers, the, the, you know, new coach, new this, new that, that you know, it's going to be, it's going to be. And and uh, I'm glad I didn't jump on that, that bandwagon or that train uh, because, I mean, I got hurt as it is with a Josh Allen card that I had to, that I moved. And I moved that for 25% of what I held that card for way too long. And I sold that card at 25% of what I paid for it, which was, uh, you know, kind of a kick in the gut. Um, and I watched what happened to these, uh, you know, a lot of these Justin Herbert cards that are just, that have tanked, you know, over the course of the summer and into the, into the fall now and to where we are now. And, and I mean, if you're, if you're a PC guy, if you're a PCing people like Justin, I mean, now is the best time, right? Now is a, now is a good time to be buying these guys as long as you PC them. But if you're buying them to flip these cards, you know, or you bought them and to flip that, to flip them, you may be in a little bit of trouble now with those cards right now. Um, I walked the show, 
you know, making offers on cards that, you know, I try, I'll tell you what, you know, they always say the best teacher is always the best student, right? So I, I'm sitting on one side of the table all the time, right? When, when I'm, when I'm selling it and I listen and, and uh, trust me, I learn from the people that are coming up and buying from me and things they're saying and how they're saying it and what their angle is, you know, and sometimes, and we talked about this, you know, I remember being out at the national last year, um, and, and you know, uh, Craig, New York City sports cars. I remember having this conversation with him where people were coming up and making pitches at certain cards. And and we were having this discussion. And, and I said, it's just, un what a great pitch. Like, I, I, I have to remember this and have to use this, you know, down the road or, or, or you know, make it, make it work for myself, regardless of what side of the table I'm on, but I'm always learning and, I, and, and, and I'm, and I, and I'm using some of those tactics now that I'm out walking a show, I'm using it on the other side of the table. I'm saying those things. I'm trying to, I'm seeing how they work. I'm, I'm, I'm using them from the other point of view. Right. And, and it was, it was okay. And I want to say this because it was okay. Cause there was a lot of new dealer faces there in, in, you know, in, in, at this show. So it was okay for me to, to be able to try these things out and not have to try them out on people that I know, <laughs> you know, and be like, come on, man, you know, you're usually on this side, you know what it's like, you know, don't insult me by, you know, this or that or another thing. But, you know, I was making some, I was making some, some, you know, low ball offers on some cards and I was getting rejected and I expected to get rejected. Um, I knew it was good. I, I knew it was going to be difficult getting deals on cards because people are already underwater on the card to begin with, and they don't want to let it go for for too much more. Um, but I still tried, and I still you know tried to work out some deals. I ended up getting one deal done. Uh, shout out to Ben at AB Cards. That's cards with a K. Um, I've set up near Ben and next to Ben, uh, a few times at this show and, and, and other shows. So I know him, uh, and we were able to make a deal. I was able to make a deal with him. I bought a 2017, uh, Patrick Mahomes optic rated rookie PSA nine. And if you're on YouTube, I'll just hold that up. Everybody knows what that card looks like. Uh, and I also bought a 2020 Jalen hurts optic hollow PSA 10. I'll hold that card up. So I was able to buy those two cards. Um, he gave me a good deal on the, on the pair of those. And it's something that I can, you know, put in my case. And I think, you know, right now, you know, somebody, I was just having a conversation with somebody before this morning, before I came to start this, um, to do the podcast. And they said to me, they're like, who are you, who are you buying now? Like you, you just talked about selling all your hockey. What are you doing? And I said, I mean, I think right now if I'm buying football, I'm buying three three players. I'm buying Brady, Mahomes, and Hertz. I mean, those are those are the three I want to buy. I mean, and I think, you know, Brady, because the prices are down and they'd be more like PC cards, just something I could hold on to that are now affordable. Uh, Mahomes, because, you know, he's Mahomes, right? I mean, I, I, I don't think I'm ever going to really get hurt on any of his cards. And, and Hertz would be kind of the prospect a little bit right because here's a guy that just you know he's he's like a, a great quarterback but he just hasn't he hasn't gotten to that next level yet you know so if he gets 
And I think people are believing more and more in him, number one. And number two, we live in the area. Like I do these shows at New York and Long Island and New Jersey, right? So there's a lot of these Eagle stands there. So it, it just makes sense for me. It's a it's a card that kind of would kind of sell itself. Um, and the price-wise on these cards too, believe it or not, and this is what I said to them when I said I picked those up. You know, I'm going to Hofstra next month, and Hofstra has a lot of kids. Like a lot of younger kids are there hustling and, and making deals and stuff like that. And these are the price range. These are the cards that the, that these kids like. They like these quarterbacks. They like these these cards that are you know in the the one to three hundred dollar range or the you know one to five hundred dollar range because this is where they're they're buying and selling a lot. So. It's fine for me. I know I can buy these cards and, and move those again at at, at another show. Uh, and it gives me, you know, good cards to put in my case here. Um, it was a good show. It was a good show. It had good foot traffic. But I was glad I was able to walk the show and I wasn't set up this weekend. Um I could hear a lot of conversations as as I'm, you know, walking around listening to people negotiate. And and you know, some of the negotiations, some of them were coming down to like 5 or 10 dollars on the on a $1000 deal. And one of them I I I heard the guy say, he said you're about to lose a $1000 deal over $5 and the guy's like, "Yeah, I'm sorry." And I just thought to myself, "Wow, those margins are thin." Those margins are real thin. So I think I probably would have had a tough day, a tough day setting up with the inventory that I had to put in the case. Um, so probably glad I've got a few more weeks to get out and, and, and pick up some more cards to build up some inventory before, before the next show. Uh, one more shout out. Um, I did a deal, uh, on Instagram, I did a deal with uh, Eddie at Seed Your Brain. Uh, it was a 2022-23 select FIFA Trinity Rodman. It's a field level tie-dye number to 49 PSA 10. So I will hold that up, adding to my uh, my Rodman PC. Um, and I was able to pick up another big Rodman card. And I haven't received it yet, so hopefully I can talk about that uh, on the Thursday's episode. But i just like to talk about the ones that I have in hand right now. Uh, and finally, finally, I'm disappointed I have to defend myself for the actions of somebody else. But the amount of backlash I'm receiving, I guess I do. So here goes. You know, Rob posted an apology video saying exactly what he did. Saying exactly what he did. He put that video. May not have been a great video, but he did it. He put the vid video up saying, hey, this is what I did uh, and why I did it. For what it's worth, that's what he did. Uh, then he removed the video and all his social media. As far as I know, that is the story. I mean, I know people are looking for something else, but right now I'm with you. As far as I know, that is the story, period. I don't know any more than that. I don't think there is any more than that, but I don't know any more than that. Look, he was my friend before the hobby. He's still my friend, and I'm going to support him as a friend the best I can. 
That's all I can do. And if and when Rob decides he wants to come back to the hobby, he can tell his story and defend his actions. That's it. I I, I have nothing else to say on that. I, I Sending, you know, all the stuff people are sending me. This is all I have. This is all I have for you. I don't have any more. And, and that's it. That, that's all I'm going to say on this matter. I'll be back Thursday with a brand new episode and hopefully a, a, a bigger Trinity Rodman in my hand. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you.